Hi, this is Too Much 10 Seconds. I'm Tom. Hope everything's good. Um, in this episode, I'm going to be mixing things up um, because I've done um, a two-parter Netflix preview thing uh, for January 2019. Um, and I... I it went well and and everything, but I've, I've decided um, just looking ahead at the at the February lineup of releases for Netflix, and um, that I'm going to just just be talking about Netflix originals. Um, I might do like a, a little add on bit to this episode where I'll talk about all of the films and all of the shows that are coming onto Netflix. But specifically in this episode, I'm just going to be talking about all of the Netflix originals that are going to be landing on Netflix uh, UK um, this month. But as is the way with Netflix originals, normally they get released worldwide. So it's for everybody, really. Are you going to tell me what's going on? I keep dying and reliving the same night. Does it hurt? <laughs> yes. You seem fine. <laughs> so on the 1st of February, we have the release of Russian Doll. Um, and that stars Natasha Leone, who you'd probably most likely recognise from the American Pie films, as in... The, you know, the main American Pie films, not the spin-offs, uh, the ones that went straight to DVD or video or whatever. Um, the main American Pie films, but also um, Orange is the New Black. Um, and this series, Russian Doll, is is co-created and co-written by Amy Poehler, who is best known for work on um, Parks and Recreation. And she's obviously, she's hosted the Golden Globes with Tina Fey before. Um, they're insanely talented, the two of those, the two of them as actresses and writers, and and just generally in the film and TV industry, they're, they're amazing. Um, but this this show, Russian Doll, um, is is a comedy. Um, it's an eight part series on Netflix. It's a Netflix original, and it's about a young woman in New York who tries to escape from a party that's being thrown in her honor. Um, from the just from the trailer, it got me hooked straight away. Um, I, I really like things where it's like, I mean, not not all the time, but the certain times where like the device of someone reliving the same day over and over is really good. Um, but it, like if you've seen like Santa Clarita Diet and you like um, like dark comedy, uh, I think that, that this is like that. That's the kind of thing it kind of gives me the vibe of um, in the sense that like it, it, the only way that she can relive her birthday and go back to the start of like you know go back to the start is by dying and each each time she dies apparently is more and more bizarre each time um but obviously she's going to have to uncover like the mystery as to why she's why this is happening to her because it's pretty weird um so she's so she's going to be like at a party like drunk and i don't know what else and I, I, it's going to be mental like i think it's going to be it's very high concept it's kind of i reckon it's yeah it's going to have vibes of like the good place um which is a Kristen bell show i think i might have mentioned it on another episode uh, you should definitely check that out that's on netflix um and also um and santa clarita diet as i was saying um so yeah that's russian doll and that's going to be released on the 1st of february 2019 you ever notice anything about this painting look at it long enough so as well as um as well as Russian Doll being released on the first of February, we're also going to be treated to a Netflix original film or movie, um, and that's going to be Velvet Buzzsaw, and that's directed by Dan Gilroy. Um, Dan Gilroy's still a fairly new director. He's done Nightcrawler and Roman J. Israel Esquire. 
and now Velvet Buzzsaw. Um, Nightcrawler, I've not seen Roman J as Real Esquire. I know uh, Denzel Washington got an Oscar nomination for it, um, but Nightcrawler I've seen two, three times, I think. Um, and I, I, I thought then that the director was going to, was going to really do some interesting work from then on as well, you know, including Nightcrawler. Uh, Nightcrawler, I'll start off by saying that Nightcrawler is about a guy called Lewis Bloom, who is like, who's a con man, who's desperate for work. And he, d- he does basically a bunch of different jobs. Um, and, and then, yeah, he's kind of just, he's kind of like what, what many people believe to be a millennial, only he's, he's older than a millennial. Um, but he's kind of like got that mindset of doing multiple jobs throughout his lifetime and never really sticking to anything. Um, and so the night, the name Nightcrawler comes from the fact that um, he's he's one of, he ends up getting the job of being like one of those people who get um, like the first scoop uh, video clips of 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 news stories of or fires or whatever it all of like high profile break-ins into people's homes, um, but. Along the way, he starts sort of tinkering with this, with these, with the scenes, like the crime scenes and things like that, to get better footage. He, he basically picks up all of the, like it might be the weapons or just like certain things, so that his shots look better. Um, it's it, it it by by all accounts, it it's definitely a drama. Um, but I don't know. I kind of find it funny that he's he, he like arranges things so that he gets better shots. I think that's funny, but it's not classified as a comedy online. But I do find that bit of it funny. Um, but that's so that's a really good recommendation for you. With, while I've got it in my mind. Um, but yeah, Velvet Buzzsaw released on the first of February, February, uh, and that stars Jake Gyllenhaal in in the lead role, as did Nightcrawler. Um, so, you know, they, they've obviously got a rapport, these two guys, um, Dan Gilroy and Jake Gyllenhaal, um, and Velvet Buzzsaw um, follows the story of a series of paintings by an unknown artist that are discovered, and a supernatural force basically enables the paintings to come to life. Like, there's a there's a line in the trailer for Velvet Buzzsaw along the lines of, uh, if you look at the, the painting long enough, it moves. Or something like that. So that's it's really spooky. It's got like a very sort of like horror vibe to it, um, and like a mystery thriller type sort of vibe to it. Um, and then like it's got a very it's got a very strong backup cast, like um, not backup cast, like Jake Gyllenhaal's the main guy. So it's got like a, a very, that's it. He's got it's got a very sort of strong supporting cast. Uh, Billy Magnuson. Um, so if you've seen Game Night that came out in 2018, or The Big Short, or Into the Woods, he's in all of those films. So he he's been in plenty of like fairly high profile slash very high profile films in just recent times. Um, it's also got John Malkovich because you know it, he he gets attracted to crazy. He's like a, a low key version of Nick Cage, Nicolas Cage. Um, and it also stars Tony Collette, who is just on fire with horror at the moment after being in Hereditary. Uh, I, I think it is an injustice that she wasn't nominated for an Academy Award for Best Actress um, in a motion picture. Like just just the Best Actress, they it's Golden Globes that do motion picture comedy and all. In the Academy Awards, the Oscars, um, she should have definitely won. Uh, not won. Should have definitely been nominated um, for for that. Like obviously, there's only five can be. And to be honest, it if people think you should you should have been nominated for a film, I feel like that's kind of good as well. Um, but yeah, that's the the basic premise of it just sounds completely bizarre. And again, it's not classified as a comedy. 
Um, but it, it kind of does look like a, a dark comedy. Um, I don't know if this is like intentional by the director that he doesn't classify his films as comedies or whether it's even his choice. Um, I'd be interested to see if there's any interviews with him building up to the film and whether or not he sort of hints that there's you know elements of humour because from the trailer it really does give the vibe that it's um, a comedy. Um, so that's coming out on 1st of February uh, 2019 along with Russian Doll. You want to get back on the court? I want to get you there. But we are in a lockout. There are no actual games to watch. You think these fools, these rich white dudes, gonna let these sexiest sport fall by the wayside? This team's my family. I need us to be one big family again. Football is fun, but it don't sell sneakers. To move merch and inspire rap lyrics, they need your services. Directly a week later, on 8th of February 2019, we have the release of High Flying Bird, which was a surprise uh, release to me um, because um, it's directed by Steven Soderbergh, which is weird because I shouldn't be surprised that Steven Soderbergh is is bringing out a film on Netflix or just a film so quickly because um, obviously he brought out um, Unsane uh, last year and um, you know he's he's produced on a bunch of things as well. He was a producer on like Ocean's Eight, which came out in twenty eighteen. Uh, yeah, he directed um, Unsane and Logan Lucky, um, but he he said plenty of times he's going to retire. Uh, like what well, he started to like things like Pine the Candelabra as well, Side Effects, Magic Mike, Contagion. He, he's very, he, he doesn't stick to any one genre. And I really do love his directorial style. I, I like how he places the camera and I like the editing. Uh, Logan Lucky's a fantastic film. And to be honest, I think after I finish watching this podcast, uh, watching this podcast, um, recording this podcast, I might actually watch Logan Lucky again because it's a really great film. Um, but yeah, um, this film, um, High, Fly- High Flying Bird, um, it stars uh, Melvin Gregg, who is a, is a fairly unknown name. Like He's done plenty of, of films and shows, but I don't feel like he's uh, quite there in terms of being a mainstream guy. Maybe this will be his film. Um, but he's all... So basically, High Flying Bird follows um, a sports agent who pitches a rookie basketball client on um, a controversial business opportunity during a lockout. So a lockout, from my understanding, I know very little about NBA or competitive basketball in general, but a lockout, from what I understand, is basically where a player you know, isn't able for whatever reason to go into the NBA, even though he's good or whatever else. There's just a lockout of players can't get in. That's my basic understanding of it, but apparently there's a loophole which um, is this sports agent makes him aware of, and it's very controversial, and so that leads to the drama of the whole film. Um, so this guy Melvin Gregg um, is the, plays the lead. I, I, I feel like he's the lead. It might actually end up being the sports agent, um, but this Melvin Gregg guy. Um, if you've seen American Vandal or heard about it on Netflix, that's another one I'll recommend to you. There's two series of it now. Um, Melvin Gregg's in the second season, and he also play he plays a basketballer in that in that show as well. Um, American Vandal's set in high school, so he's um, he's playing high school basketball. Um, so I don't know if I feel like there's some. You know, definite crossover there. Like he, he got cast for this, but he he must have got cast for this as a result of American Vandal, 
you know, like, and he's very skilled at basketball. Like in American Vandal, he's doing a lot of his own, you know, scenes, like a lot of his own sort of, I don't think you call them stunts, but you know, a lot of his own moves, you know, he's, he's playing the sport, he's doing all the slam dunks and layups. And that's about as far as my basketball terminology knowledge goes. Um, so yeah, Steven Soderbergh doing a Netflix film. Like this is a big year for Netflix. Like just off the top of my head, we now have Steven Soderbergh doing a film for Netflix. Um, so we've had Alfonso Cuaron of recent times and we've still got a, a Martin Scorsese film to come out, The the Irishman, which is just, I think that might be the biggest budget Netflix film, Netflix original to ever uh, be made. Um, so it's just a super exciting film uh, year for uh, Netflix originals. And in fact, I think Ron Howard signed a deal to do a Netflix original film as well. Um, he did uh, the Solo A Star Wars story recently, but obviously he's massive for a bunch of other things uh, like uh, Apollo 13 and I don't know, I can't think of Tom Mad. But High Flying Bird, that's out on the 8th of February, 2019. Even dreams. Dreams you can live in. If you design the space where the story will happen, nothing ugly can get in. I have three friends who have met their husbands online. I'm Deborah. I'm John. Oh my God, look at you. You're inspiring. Cheers. Cheers. <laughs> I'm trying to find somebody who's a good person. He's so good to me. He gives me so much. Uh, there's something wrong with him. Do you not see that? On 14th of February 2019 is the most un-Valentine's Day film you could ever watch, or definitely up there, because although it's got some element of romance to it, I imagine that quickly descends into complete, complete, just a, a big pool of, of crap, basically. Um, it follows um, a lady called Deborah, whose seemingly perfect life is disrupted as she falls for a handsome doctor. He sweeps off her feet into a well-run romance. I think he moves in pretty quickly. Um, the trailer gives me this impression. And basically she gets caught up in this like psychological manipulation kind of relationship. So like, I don't think you want to be watching that on Valentine's Day. It's out 14th of February, so... You know, if if you're into watching completely unromantic things when you're with your partner, then do that. But maybe leave it till the day after. Um, so that stars Connie Britton. Um, you, you, I know her best from um, American Horror Story, um, from Murder House. Um, she's been in one of the other series seasons, at least one other season as well. And also stars Eric Banner, um, the Incredible Hulk, um, as the as the sort of sociopath psycho whatever he i'm not sure if he kills pete i don't know um it's kind of it's very mysterious the trailer it gives you bits and bobs or drips dribs and drabs drips and drabs i heard that recently it gives you like little you know little things along the way in the trailer but I, there's there'll be plenty of things to be revealed um a lot a lot it's got 6.9 out of 10 9 db um which would probably put quite a lot of people off um, I, I obviously haven't seen it. I'm going to give it a, a go. Um, I kind of, I'm, I'm really intrigued about it for some reason. I'm, I think I'm trying to just watch more, just broaden what I watch in general. 
Um, so that, that's something I'm definitely keen to give a go. Give, you know, I'm going to give that a go. Um, I don't watch too many sort of murdery drama or psychological dramas. Um, I sort of stick, I've stuck to a comfort zone for a while. I think this podcast is actually helping me watch more things. Um, for weirdly, I'm not watching more things so that I can do podcasts about them. But I'm, I'm, I feel like since I've started doing, I think this year basically, I've, I've just one of my many New Year's resolutions is to just watch a more variety. Because uh, last year I did pretty well at the cinema watching like over forty films, um, and I, I've, I definitely got watched a lot of variety. But twenty eighteen was a big year for blockbusters and superhero films and action films as well. Uh, so I did see like bits and bobs of of you know more like just more variety, more varied films away from what I'm used to and what what my normal. Uh, cinema going routine or film watching routine is um, but yeah I really feel like Dirty John could be um, I feel like you know those ones where like you're scrolling through Facebook and you're like you wouldn't believe this fact about Dirty John or you know the the the, the, the people who the, the podcast is you know because this show is based off a podcast so you might end up with seeing those articles on like I don't know like a BuzzFeed article like 14 things you didn't know uh, were different from the from the crime podcast it was based on or something like that. It's going to be one of those shows like You, or which I haven't seen, so I've not spoken about it uh, in depth, or like, I don't know, or like Bodyguard, like one of those like must-watch see shows, must-see shows types of things. I feel like it'll be that. Um, I'm hyping this up potentially too much, um, but I'm definitely going to give it a, a good old, good old watch, a good old British try, on uh, not the 14th of February. It comes out on the 14th of February, but I won't be giving it a good old British try on the 14th of February. Um, it might actually be uh, a bit later on, but I'll definitely be watching it. 14th of February, 2019, Valentine's Day. So if you feel really unromantic or you, you're one of them couples who like watching that type of thing, because there's definitely them because there's so many people in the on the planet, so it's it's just maths. 14th February. Maybe don't watch it then, though, but do watch it. In October 1989, 43 women around the world gave birth. None of these women had been pregnant when the day first began. How much do you want for it? I have adopted six children. Gifted with abilities far beyond the ordinary i give you the umbrella academy on the 15th of february we have the release of umbrella academy and that um follows the story of a guy called sir reginald hargreaves a billionaire industrialist who creates the umbrella academy and prepares seven adopted children to save the world um, the reason he's chosen these seven is because of a worldwide event which happened uh, in October 1989 where 43 babies were born inexplicably uh, at random um, to unconnected women who showed nine, no, signs of, uh, no signs of pregnancy the day before. And so basically uh, the, then Sir Reginald Hargreaves dies and it, it picks up with them um, sort of about 30 years later. Uh, as they reunite, uh, the people who reunite are called Luther, Diego, Alison, Klaus, Vanya, and number five. So there are six in total. Um, 
the, 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 the tone of the trailer makes it look quite... So, so I think I saw someone sort of compare it to X-Men. That's like an obvious comparison. It's, it is kind of like X-Men. Like, you know, rich guy, but, you know, has people live with him in his big house, sort of helps them to handle their abilities. Um, but where it differs is that there's, I think there's going to be a lot more humour um maybe in, probably more grit as well uh, i'm not actually sure what age rating this is i think it might yeah, i don't think it's been rated yet uh, i feel, feel like it might be a 15 um there's a, there's a few f- recognizable faces in this show as well um like people like uh, robert sheehan um who's done things like i think he was in the, the recent peter jackson film the one that he produced um mortal instruments um, but he was also in a, a, a great, great British Channel, Channel 4 show called uh, Misfits. And he played Nathan in that show, I think it was Nathan. Yeah, Nathan. Um, and then it's got uh, people like Adam Godley in there. There's a guy called Pogo. Um, and Ellen Page, who's actually from X-Men and plays Kitty Pride. She's playing Vanya. Um, and you've got Mary J. Blige playing Cha-Cha. Um, so there's a few familiar faces, but generally speaking, it's seems like it's going to be a fairly sort of you know unknown cast um which i feel i always feel like can play to an advantage for a show because there's that little, little less bit of pressure on um on the show um and if you if you've just got a few sort of even slightly familiar faces in there you, you know it can really help the show out but i'm massively intrigued by that this show out of all of the shows that i'm going to be previewing in this episode this is the one i'm looking forward to the most um, because like it follows the story of like six people, um, you know, who've gone through a completely crazy, bizarre, weird life. But I'm bearing in mind that there was 43 infants born and that they were only six that were chosen. So along the way, there's no doubt that they're going to interact with the other 37 people, the other, you know, presuming they all are still alive and things like that. But that that I imagine that's gonna work. That's gonna be part of how the show will be structured. Um, maybe not in the sense that like each episode they visit a different person, but I feel like that those thirty seven people will definitely come into play, and that will ha- help the show. You know, that will add legs to the show. That will, you know, breathe life into the show and and allow it to last a long time. Um, this this series will be will have a I think it's a ten episode run, so um. It's it's still a, it'll still be a fairly short sort of situation. Like each episode will be about an hour long, so ten hours. Another great weekend binge. I've spoke before about how I think Netflix can really excel and get more more viewers into a show if they if they're clever with when they release things, um, as in if they release things on like a Thursday or a Friday, and also if the if the seasons only consist of like eight to ten episodes or less than that. So that people can easily achieve, you know, they can, you can build momentum. You can watch one episode, and if you like it, you've got the time. If you're if you're off on weekends to watch all of the subsequent episodes, so I think it's important that Netflix keep doing that for the sake of, um, you know, keeping the popularity with the shows. That they keep being clever with when they release things and make sure the the, the amount of episodes in a season um, is quite short, so that people can easily watch it over a weekend or just over the amount of time that they might be off work, like they might be pulling a sickie or something, or I don't know. But that, yeah, that's the Umbrella Academy, and that's released on the 15th of Feb, 2019. All right, listen, how about this? How about I'm going to make a statement, and if it's a true statement, 
and you don't have to correct me. Is what Michael has incurable? Yeah, that's a question. You gotta, it has to be a, right, statement, to be a statement. statement, and then it's right, so my statement is what Michael has is incurable. That's it. So I'm thinking before it gets bad, I wanna end it. I don't wanna change things, you know? I wanna make some pizzas, I wanna play some Paddleton. process that they give you the pills you can take, but I don't want to do it alone, and I was hoping you'd help me out. On the 22nd of February 2019, we're given something that's a big change of pace to the other things that um, that, that I've mentioned in this episode. Uh, we're going to get a film called Paddleton, a Netflix original, and it's about an unlikely friendship between two misfit neighbours who unexpectedly go on this emotional journey when the younger man out of the two is diagnosed with terminal cancer. Um, it's it's classified as a drama, but it stars uh, Mark Duplass and Ray Romano. Ray Romano is obviously like a big comedy actor. Uh, he's been in quite recently The Big Sick, which was also classified mainly as a drama uh, and a comedy. So I, I feel like Paddleton's going to have elements of comedy in it. Uh, the, the the trailer certainly has you know that kind of like dramedy type tone where it's like drama comedy like tr mostly drama but with bits of humour in uh, just to provide levity because it's about terminal cancer I think it's going to be a similar tone to if you've seen Fifty Fifty uh, with Joseph Gordon Levitt and Seth Rogen where it is it is about cancer and about you know and it's about friendship but it's about but it's at the root of it it's sort of very real it's got a real feel to it and although it is a drama it's it's got comedic elements in it so it's not completely you know so at least it's got some entertainment value in it in the traditional sense but um yeah paddleton um i th i really feel like it could be it could really be a, a great film like a big surprise for people um i'm going to call it i think it's going to be great um, I, I, I like watching like indie films just sometimes I just like watching quiet films like films where it's just not concerned with having to blow crap up all the time and and like you know like I, sometimes I just like to watch a thing where it's just where it's just life and there's the there is no superheroes and no sci-fi and no magic like I love those things too but it's nice that these films keep getting made where it's just real stories about real sort of like issues and people are portrayed in real ways. Um, and I, yeah, I, there was, I, there were, I think the most recent film I probably watched that kind of made me, I think uh, if you've heard of a film called Mississippi Grind, it's by, directed by the same people who did, I think um it's kind of a funny story. I think that's what it's called. And uh, the upcoming Captain Marvel. Uh, at the point I'm recording this, obviously Captain Marvel isn't out yet. Um, so, and that one's got um, Ryan Reynolds and uh, Ben Mendelsohn. So two pretty big names, uh, very big names, especially nowadays. And um, and yeah, it's this quite this sort of quite quiet story, quite quiet film. And I I think those it is important that those films get made, and just where it's just. Yeah, where it's just real stories, real life. Because um, obviously most of the time people go to watch a film so that, because it's escapism and it's, you know, it's not based too much on real life. Like there's elements of reality. But yeah, that's Paddleton. 
and that's going to be released on the 22nd of February, And to round up this episode, we have one more thing left to talk about, and that is um, to be released on the 28th of February, so the very last day of February, and that's the film Isn't It Romantic? I was surprised to see that, because I saw this trailer quite a while ago, and I thought it would be it would have a cinema release. I don't actually think the trailer um, showed it to be a Netflix film, so I, I don't know if that's something that's happened fairly re- quickly, um, that it's suddenly gone onto Netflix or I don't know um but um yeah it's called isn't it romantic and it's um it's a rom-com which feels like a fairly it doesn't seem like a lot of rom-coms really come out nowadays um but this one's got got some twists along the way um it's about a young woman who's disenchanted with love and then mysteriously finds herself trapped inside a romantic comedy. So it's not, it is a romantic comedy, but also it's like a meta, it's meta, it's a meta romantic comedy, because it's, it's her waking up and, like, there's birds chirping outside the window, and like, there's flowers everywhere, and like, everything's beautiful, and like, life is good, and, it, it, you know, it's like, it takes the mick out of like, as in like, it, it makes jokes out of all of the tropes um, that, you know, are involved with ro- romantic comedies, like, you know, the, there's a basic structure to romantic comedies, you know, like, girl meets boy or boy meets girl, and then, you know, they, they sort of, there's a bit of a struggle at first, like, and then eventually they get, they get to like each other, and then... You know they have a great time. There's a montage in the middle, and they get they go meet each other's parents at like a, a country house or like the house in the country. Maybe they live on a farm, or maybe they're really rich and live in a mansion. And then, you know, they have an argument, and it's like, and they say something like, "Oh, I don't think it's going to work out," and blah blah blah. And then, and then one of them has a realization, like, "Oh my god, I love this person." And then, you know, so it's going to follow that general idea, I think, but take but make make jokes out of it all. Um, I, I think it it could be very funny. Um, it's got um, Rebel Wilson in a lead role. 
um, as where the hell is she? It's good, yeah, so it's got Rebel Wilson in the lead role as Natalie, and then it's also starring uh, Liam Hemsworth, Tom Ellis, and Jennifer Saunders, um, who's very very funny actress. Jennifer Saunders, a very funny British actress, um, and. I, I'm I'm not sure if it's I'm 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 more intrigued about it whether or not it'd be good or not. Um, I I am a I am a fan fan of some rom coms. Some of them are really good. I love When Harry Met Sally, uh, as good as it gets. Uh, Serendipity. There's 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 quite a lot. Notting Hill. Um, there's tons. So I I am a fan of rom coms. Um, so I'm just interested more than anything to see how well it nails all of the jokes that it makes about all of the tropes, all of the conventions that you know, were normally followed with rom-coms, um, but also how it fares just in terms of, uh, you know, serving the storytelling as well. So hopefully it's good. Um, but yeah, that rounds up this episode of Too Much 10 Seconds. So there is seven in total, seven different things that I mentioned in this episode. We've got Russian Doll and Velvet Buzzsaw, both to be released on the 1st of Feb. Uh, High Flying Bird on the 8th of February, that's the Steven Soderbergh film. Uh, Dirty John on the 14th of February, that's a series. Um, the Umbrella Academy on the 15th of, Academy, uh, 15th of February, uh, that's also a series. Uh, Paddleton on the 22nd of February, which is a film. And Isn't It Romantic on the 28th of February, which is another film. So we have Russian Doll, we have Dirty John and Umbrella Academy. So we have three shows and four films, all Netflix originals. And it's it's got the potential to be an, you know, a very, very strong month for Netflix um, originals. I, I don't know if I've really, uh, ever since I've started using Netflix, I'm not sure I've ever seen so many, you know, potentially high quality or good quality um, shows and films be released in one month and Feb February is like the shortest month of the year as well so it's interesting that they've like you know you've, you've basically got something to watch every four days it works out as uh, not every four days <laughs> what am I saying you've you know it's you, there's there's four weeks spot on in February isn't there so, and there's seven things that you could watch so in theory you could watch something every four days um, if you can watch things that quickly. But you've got plenty of choice this month. Um, if you'd like to see me just do more of uh, Netflix original previews rather than um, every film that's going to be on there, regardless of whether it's Netflix original or not, and the same for shows, then let me know. But depend. But I'm just going to judge it from month to month, I think, unless there's, some, unless there's enough people who say they want one thing rather than another. Um, and yeah, I hope you enjoyed this episode. Um, thanks very much for listening and um, I will be basically recording another episode after this and maybe two more um, uh, just because um, that's sometimes how it works out because if I go to the cinema and then I've also got, you know, near the end of the month, I've also got to do my cinema preview and my Netflix originals preview or whatever else. So thank you very much for listening and make sure to subscribe so you can listen to the new, all the new episodes I release. So make sure I release episodes very quick, like very regularly um and i vary them all in in length and things like that and topics so that and and i make sure that i watch a variety of films that's just something i like doing anyway um so i'm not always going to be watching superhero films or or rom-coms or whatever else I'm, I'm always watching a variety of things that's just i just like watching things and experiencing good stories so yeah thank you very much again cheers bye a surprise edition, um, part of the original lists for sort of like what was going to be coming onto Netflix for February, um, is is um, Big Mouth.
Um, there's going to be a special of Big Mouth. There's been two seasons up to now, um, but this one's just going to be a standalone special, and it'll help everyone tide, tide themselves over until season three comes out, as in the full season, the next full season. Um, it's it's done super well for Netflix. Um, I think it's got like 100% um, on Rotten Tomatoes for both seasons. Um and this this episode, this special, is going to be a Valentine's Day special, and it's going to be called My Fairy Valentine. And it's and there's not really a synopsis or plot per se, but it's but you can guarantee that it's going to you know it's it's set in a school, and it's going to, and everyone's sort of very like driven by certain things, shall we say? Um, so in in this episode, it'll sort of like explore the um the awkwardness that some kids face when they go into school on Valentine's Day. And it'll be there'll be some mixed there'll probably be a mixture of like the successes and the failures and that kind of thing. Um so yeah, that's on February the eighth, so six days before actual Valentine's Day. Um and yeah, my fairy Valentine, so have a look out for that one. Hi, so every so every so often I'll miss out on something or look through a list and not really know what something it is. Um so um if for example, like I'm doing now, I find something where I'm uh, I've you know that I didn't see in the list that I was looking at you know for what's coming ahead onto Netflix and what the Netflix original is going to be or whatever else or there's you know because some things just have like titles where it could I might have just thought it was just a film just any film rather than a Netflix original um but there was there was, I saw a trailer on YouTube um not long ago um before recording this little added segment and it, the trailer was for a film called The Breaker Uppers um, and it's about two best friends, Jen and Mel, who basically get hired to ruthlessly end any romances. So they, they basically break up with people, thus the name The Breaker Uppers. They break up with people for whoever hires them. Um, but then one of them basically grows a conscience and it basically the, the comedy ensues from there, I think, as well. Like the idea that you know someone you know has morality so all of a sudden or starts building up the morality and and that'll lead to like you know all of the situational comedy uh it's directed by madeline sami and jackie van beek and it's produced by taika waititi who um obviously who's most recently directed thor ragnarok uh he also directed what we do in the shadows boy eagle vs shark I think, um, and Madeline Sami and Jack Van, Jackie Van Beek have actually acted in in films for him before, um, but in this they star as the as the main characters Mel and Jen, but also are directors on this as well. Um, so I, f- I feel like this could be a really um, a real special film, like very indie f- sort of feel to it. Um, and oh, and also um, Taika Waititi directed The Hunt for the Wilder People, which is an amazing film. I've seen it two or three times. Now, I really do love that film. So, yeah, just a little add-on for you. Um, And that's going to be released on the 15th of February, 2019. Cheers for listening. Make sure to check out my other episodes. Thank you very much for the support. Bye.